0: My name's Matt Fowler, and I'm a board member of the Canadian RegTech Association. I'm pleased to be here today hosting my first podcast and have guests Michael Barton from Invest Northern Ireland and Paul Childer, who's my fellow board member and our lead on member relationships joining me. Our session today is entitled RegTech Without Borders, and we intend to discuss how firms can traverse geographic boundaries to bring their services into global markets. By way of a personal introduction, my background is largely in financial services, having worked in multiple countries and led international teams largely focused on risk, control and compliance transformation, what many now call RegTech. Most recently, I was accountable for the integration of an AI division into one of the large Canadian banks and had a focus on delivering value across all business lines. I also led the development of a set of principles for the responsible use of AI and and the data that fuels the associated algorithms within financial services. This in fact is how I met one of the companies that Invest Northern Ireland represent their tactics. By way of background for the CRTA, we are a not-for-profit association with over 70 members now. Our focus is on regulatory change and its potential impacts and the challenges it brings to regulated entities. We have a mission to bring together FinTech, RegTech firms who can add value to regulated entities through an agenda of innovation. And we partner with regulators as we operate to bring successful outcomes for all of our participants. As I said, I'm lucky to be joined today by two guests, Michael Barton from Invest Northern Ireland and Paul Childerhose. Michael, I wonder if you could share a little of your background as well as the mission of Invest Northern Ireland here in Canada.
1: Cheers, Matt. It's great to be here today with yourself and Paul, Um, and it's been fantastic to be part of the association over the past two years as well. Um, As you mentioned at the start, I'm Regional Director uh, for Invest Northern Ireland, and we're the economic development agency for the region of Northern Ireland within the United Kingdom. Um, And we have two main responsibilities. That's to help Northern Irish businesses, like the tactics you mentioned, go overseas and expand and win business. And then we also help international investors and international companies, like your Canadian members, expand and go overseas. And I've been in Canada nearly 10 years, and I've experienced across technology verticals, such as in the healthcare space, and the last five years helping Northern Irish businesses here in Canada.
0: Thanks, Michael. And Paul, you have a pretty interesting background. We met several years ago now, maybe too many years ago. I wonder if you can share a little bit about your background and talk about the mandate that you've taken on this year with the CRTA to focus uh, squarely on our membership.
2: Sure. Thank you, uh, Matt. Pleasure to be here and Michael to be joined by you as well. Um, the cur- current role I'm serving, like you, a board member with the Canadian Right Tech Association, I, my, my involvement will go back three years coming this August. Um, all volunteer work, um, but more recently at the beginning of this year, you alluded to the member relations role. And I think that was essentially uh, a recognition by our, our fledging organization that at the three year mark, we've we'd grown to roughly 60 to 70 odd members and there needed, needed to be some applied focus on working directly with those members to ensure that they continue to receive value, that we're listening to their feedback as it relates to how we could best support them um, in in the context of advancing their product uh, further into the financial institutions. Um, It's a role I I cherish, I enjoy the work immensely. Uh, Prior to coming into the RegTech Association, I spent roughly 20 years um, in banking financial services here in Canada, starting with Royal Bank, where I was for about seven years in largely regulatory data management programs for the wholesale business. Um, Post that, I joined Scotiabank and spent five years in risk management doing, again, regulatory uh, initiatives, either in risk management, Basel programs, or towards the tail end of my time was uh, anti-money laundering program where both uh, the US and Canadian regulators had uh, discovered some findings that required remediation. So I'll leave it there. Um, (laughs) Back to you, Matthew.
0: Thank you. Um, so I guess, Michael, one question. Some, some of our listeners may not be quite so familiar with the region of Northern Ireland. I wonder if you can tell us a little bit about the value that you bring and perhaps an example of a few types of companies that you represent here in Canada.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely, Matt. Um, you know, Northern Ireland's part of the UK, um, northeastern corner on the island of Ireland. So very uniquely placed. Uh, you've got access into the rest of the UK and access down into the uh, EU as well. So we're in a really strong point there, geographically speaking. Uh, Northern Ireland is also a fantastic business location, incredibly business friendly, um, great talent pipeline, which I know would probably be on the forefront of many of your members' minds right now as they don't develop their, their workforces, particularly in you know today's world, uh, having your staff remotely placed is not a big deal anymore. Um, so Northern Ireland has a sort of great young Talent pipeline coming out of our two main universities and some of our third level institutions. Um, you know, we've got a track record as a small region of the United Kingdom to be export focused, uh, very like Canada. Um, obviously, a lot smaller, but very trade focused. Big neighbors to the south, in the Republic of Ireland and the EU. Big neighbors to the east, in the rest of the United Kingdom. Big neighbors to the west, in the U.S. and Canada. So we, you know, we have to be, you know, export focused, and that's the same for our, our services companies. And it's been great to work with many of them here in Toronto. Um, I know you both are familiar with a few of them as well, which is fantastic. So the Tactics who you mentioned in your introduction, uh, Matt, great example of an indigenous Belfast firm um, who are going from strength to strength and work with major financial institutions uh, globally, both here in North America as well. Uh, first derivative, uh, well established in the Canadian market, providing regulatory um, compliance solutions to the big five banks, uh, Fintru or another you know, great Northern Irish company um, that are doing really well in, in North America. So we work with a really interesting portfolio of technology companies, uh, consultancy companies that are sort of crossing that regulatory space uh, in the financial services world.
0: Thanks. And so that, I guess, Paul, that brings me to a question. You, you, you've spent a large part of the last four or five months now uh, meeting with their members and talking to them uh, some of those might be financial services firms i wonder if you can talk like we obviously know a few of the companies that michael's referenced, but there's others there as well are there things that you're hearing from some of our regulated entities where you think they may benefit from uh, conversations with invest northern ireland and some of the companies that they represent mm-hmm.
2: uh oh, great question Matt. And certainly um from our Experience or my experience specifically in talking with the members now. There's a, a large, large client lifecycle uh, onboarding platform that many many of the large Canadian banks would re- recognize by name, um, and they've certainly been entrenched here in Canada for a long time. Matt, you're laughing.
0: <laughs> uh, I know the one you mean.
2: Yeah, right. Uh, they're not yet a member of the RecTech Association, so I won't give them a plug yet. Um, but I would say that you know where there is interest, I think the fact um, to your point. The um, geographic location and the fact that many of the reg techs, uh, that originate in the UK, or in Northern Ireland, are, are maybe initially at servicing Europe and the European Union. Um, and from a Canadian bank, the large Canadian bank perspective, certainly all the banks operate in Europe today. And from the, just the, the geographic diversity, but also from the jurisdictions and the, and the local regulatory initiatives that are taking place you know, here in North America and across the pond. Um, you know that skill set that resides over there. A lot of the solutions. There's, there's one that I will mention because they did come on as a member most recently. Um, a firm called RegTick or, or RegTick. and that that's a very interesting uh, firm based out of Northern Ireland as well, where uh, the founders both had a, a few decades of experience in financial services, and based on that direct experience, decided to to build from from uh, the ground up a SaaS offering that's largely uh, enables an organization to effectively manage
0: multiple
2: regulatory compliance change programs um, there's a pre-built catalog of a number of regulations from which organizations can draw down so that firm um, you know is a, a very very small organization i think kudos to you michael because you, you do provide a gateway or a form in which these smaller firms who most likely don't have a, a marketing a chief marketing officer let alone any resources truly in the marketing space and, and through the work that your, for, your, your organization does in Vest Northern Ireland and what we are supposed to do too with Canadian RegTech, which is just to provide visibility first and foremost, a platform in which some of the smaller emerging founder-led tech companies um, can have an audience. And in our context, it, it's introducing them through uh, various vehicles so that the regulators can get comfortable with the, the solution providers, the FIs. And there's a lot of, I'd say, the last part I'll just say is complementary service providers. So we all know from our time, in the banks there's a huge technology landscape and most of the solutions are quite bespoke so yeah you know it's
0: it's, it's kind of it, there's a lot of similarities i think in in our mission with the crta and also kind of what michael does uh, for invest northern ireland here and and the other thing i think that you picked up on paul just quite which is very valid is we often see a lot of innovation coming this way for out of europe and i guess maybe via northern ireland uh, in this space and so I know 10 years ago there was there was a lot of innovation coming this way from Northern Ireland because perhaps Europe had dealt with these problems or their banks were a little bit more willing to take risks on some of these newer firms and so we actually imported a lot of this and I, I see that cycle very much happening again with some of these firms that that we've already mentioned and that Michael and Michael and uh, the pair of us have talked about so I understand Michael not only do you represent uh, Northern Irish companies coming here to to talk to some of our financial institution, but you can also help uh, go in the opposite way across the pond. So I wonder if you can talk about a little bit about why maybe our members, so the folks that Paul speaks to regularly may want to leverage you as a connection to get back to Northern Ireland.
1: Yeah, look, absolutely, um, Matt and and Paul, like I think there's so much synergy between, and that's one of the reasons why we joined the association, is there's so many synergies between your sort of mandate and our mandate as well as an economic development agency. from your from the perspective of your members, the Canadian RegTechs, you know Northern Ireland could really be the go to location for compliance and RegTech for them as they look to access the United Kingdom and, and the European Union. You're not going to Northern Ireland for market access; it's one point eight million people, completely aware of that. But you're going there because there's potentially access to exceptional talent. You know, really good graduates coming out with business and technology degrees that are very, you know, they did very. They're very they sit for this this sort of area, you know, with a massive financial services sector in Belfast and into other parts of the region because Northern Ireland has serviced two large um, financial services sectors over the, over the last 20-plus years in London and Dublin. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you've got EU hub in, in Dublin and you've got, you know, London, regardless of Brexit, you know, is a major financial hub, right? You know, if you're a Canadian organisation in the regulatory space, and you really mean business globally, You're, you want to be playing in New York, you want to be playing in London, you want to be playing in Frankfurt, right? Yeah, as, after,
0: as you say, after Brexit, there was very much that step where most, and yes. certainly the Canadian banks that I'm aware of, opened some sort of a presence in Dublin, and yep. they're right on your doorstep now. Yeah,
1: 90 minutes, you know, to service, you know, toronto 90
0: minutes 90 minutes in ontario is right on your doorstep
1: yeah 90, like wow well, like <laughs> Janie mack could you get out of could you get to the airport in 90 minutes from where <laughs> we're sitting right which is probably not that far in the kilometers but but it's you know it is there's, there's really um it's a great launching pad uh, exceptional talent it's still very cost effective which i think is really important for canadian firms who maybe get pulled to london um mm-hmm. it's big and shiny it's nice uh very expensive you know we're 40 50 percent cheaper in terms of salaries probably 30 40 percent cheaper than compared to dublin in terms of salaries i think a lot of canadian firms are very familiar with dublin and london two brilliant cities right but there's a lot going on in northern Ireland. again it's only up the road um and we can be a part of that journey to make those introductions and be that sort of trusted business partner f- for your for your members as they look to sort of venture into these bigger markets yeah. um, in the eu and uk
0: paul i guess as michael wraps up there he talks about members and and you have that relationship as we keep saying. So I wonder if there's examples that you see as you talk to some of our member firms, not necessarily the banks here, but some of the smaller fintech, regtech firms that we deal with, where there's an opportunity maybe that you think uh, for them to leverage Northern Ireland and the relationship we have with Michael. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: was, uh, most definitely, uh, as as Michael was talking, I was thinking of that exact point. There, there's a few in particular, um, I, I think I would just preface it though, with as you said, the market, the size of the market here in Canada, similar to the size, uh, a little bit bigger, but in terms of invest in Northern Ireland. So any of our reg techs that really wanna make it um, do need to look external uh, to our market. It is a relatively slow market and uh, small market, and also at times slow slow moving in terms of uh, the adoption of, of some of the newer innovative technology, especially coming from smaller firms, right? That, um, there's a tendency obviously to, to, look to the bigger players, but within our portfolio of clients, um, there's an, I'll, I'll mention a few Certain, most certainly one that comes top of mind is fairly AI, uh, fairly AI, uh, being a Toronto Waterloo based startup company, um, Finn and, and David are the two co-founders and, you know, I was, their, their area of expertise is in the, in the area of advanced analytics and machine learning AI models and helping organizations as a, as a service provider vendor external to the bank to do a lot of the, uh, the heavy lifting required to do to do the validation third- party validation on a lot of the models that are being deployed into production another one that comes to mind is risk fuel um, you know uh, I'll mention that started by Ryan Ferguson ex Scotia Bank uh, gentleman um, Risk fuel as well as Last time I spoke to them earlier this year, uh, their client growth uh, in Europe is about four times that of, of Canada right. here. So bigger adoption rate.
0: Yeah, there is often, I mean, there's often that, I guess you've got two strange accents that are not Canadian here. There is. There does tend to be a little bit more of that try it and take a little bit more risk and, take, and try some innovation, whether that's with somebody like Fairly or other companies that I think the European banks or the European arms of banks are more often... Uh, willing to take that little bit of risk.
2: There's a, there's one. That, there's a, a couple other stories. I mean, these are two very mature uh, Canadian-based direct tech companies. It certainly, may well be below the beneath the radar of many organizations. But one of them is called File Flex, um, and this is a secure file transfer solution. Um, and when I met when I first met the gentleman that, that founded the organization, Anthony, he was saying. Oh, like all of our business virtually all of our business is outside of canada mm. i mean the technology is really out there there's there's a, a tendency to embrace uh, the newer innovative solutions out of the us or out of europe second one that comes to mind is um uh, nandini jolie uh, her company is uh, uh crypto mill cyber solutions and you know a lot of the work that her firm has done is in in europe and One in particular she's extremely proud of is work she's doing within NATO. Um, Her solution was selected there, and she struggles, quite frankly, at times to get an audience here in Canada. Um, But, you know, maybe a little bit of that. If we get recognized in Europe or the U.S., Mm -hmm. you know, then there's a a greater comfort level for some of the Canadian Uh, Organizations that are evaluating these solutions. I
1: I suppose just like you touched upon two two areas there cybersecurity and and data analytics. And they're they're two like really strong clusters in Northern Ireland. Like it's it's actually probably a little bit unknown in Canada. Um, The secret's definitely out in the US, but you know, Northern Ireland, Belfast, the capital city, they're a global global hotspot now for cybersecurity. Like it's home to you know, so many U.S. firms that have gone to Northern Ireland and created their technology hubs because they've had the access to, uh, you know, the talent pools coming out of the universities. Also, the Center of Secure Information Technology at Queen's University, Belfast, has been a phenomenal sort of, I guess, focal point to, to the cluster on, on the cyber side. So, you know, Northern Ireland has a really interesting um Sort of cybersecurity cluster, and then very quickly on data analytics as well. Like it's another sort of strength that we're seeing. We're seeing a lot of homegrown companies in Northern Ireland now coming out with around the data analytics space. So companies like a doorboard who are doing some business here, Kanos, who have an office here in Toronto as well, mm-hmm. um, you know, who are developing products and services with AI technology at the core. And I know Matt, you spent some time looking at AI being um, applied to financial services here in Toronto as well. So there's my hope. From the other hat I'm wearing is there still an appetite amongst the Canadian financial institutions to adopt some of these emerging technologies that are being applied in say the UK and and in EU as well as our companies enter this market?
0: Yeah I think the world is just becoming a much much smaller space now I mean the pandemic has accelerated that even further than it already was there really are there really aren't borders when it comes to these kind of solutions now and certainly the work that I did um, in 2019, 20, 20 and 21 around ethics has moved largely from this idea of people writing down principles to practicality. And so the interview with Dr. Fiona Brown a couple of months ago, I think the work that those guys are doing is really interesting and I don't think it matters whether that comes from Asia, Europe, the US or Australia. It's really starting to change the game in terms of um, where these solutions come from. I assume Paul, as you talk to members, open banking is starting to become more top of mind for some of our member firms uh, as, as we head towards hopefully january 2023
2: certainly in the case of uh, open banking you know we we do as an organization have a place a role to play in that because the fintechs that are coming into the space to provide uh, services to enable open banking to flourish they also need to consider the regulatory compliance obligations yep. Uh, that they need to it's, adhere to. And certainly from a, a financial institution perspective, as they look and conduct due diligence, third-party due, vendor due diligence on any of the tech companies. They want to know that they're aware of it. So two would come to mind. Certainly uh, first would be Flinks. Uh, Flinks is F-L-I-N-K-S mm-hmm. um, out of Montreal. Um, a company that well, probably about five years now, but came in very early um, in recognizing that sooner or later, um, open banking will come into being here in Canada. So they enable uh, open, consent-based exchange of individuals' financial data. Um, so uh, uh, progressive, I'll just say a more progressive financial institution that wants to be at the forefront of that. Uh, maybe it's some of our challenger banks or neo banks here in Canada. Um, there's certainly they've picked up clients um, in that space and the wealth management side as well. There's a greater tendency to do that. Um, second one I'll just say that comes to mind, which is kind of a I- very interesting play. Um, the company is called Halo.ai, or the, the website is GoHalo, H-A-L-O.ai. Um, that's a, a reg tech that was founded by two Canadians, a husband and wife team, uh, both ex-bankers. One was with um, Nagy Gobrill was with RBC, CIO for Capital Markets, and Dina, his wife, was with Scotiabank in third-party risk management vendor due diligence. And as a couple, I don't know if you could do this, Matt, work with your spouse or Michael, um, but I have a lot of admiration for this couple who conceived an idea, which is to provide regulatory technology to the FinTech space. So their market is not the regulated entities, but rather from Dina's expertise and experience um, in doing the vendor due diligence work with Scotiabank, she said, There's a a tendency for that to be an afterthought. Right. What we've built now as a separate, you know, standalone SaaS offering is a solution that would enable a fintech to uh, meet the regulatory compliance, privacy regulations through their offering. So, you know, it's kind of in a sweet spot, and I think it's it's a very innovative company. Um,
0: I'll leave it there. Yeah, that's an interesting. That's that's a really good story, and it's an interesting way to position yourselves that you can actually help some of these fintechs who don't necessarily understand how the inner workings of financial services uh, operate, often operate. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael, let's maybe get a little bit specific. And I, I know there's, I'm sure there are several stories of, uh, six successful companies that you've represented. Um, can you talk to us about maybe a specific example of a firm that's made a leap into the North American uh, market and used Canada to begin some of that growth?
1: Oh, yeah. I would say you would have to rewind back to the, the, the really, you know, really impressive story that is First Derivatives, uh, you know, headquartered in Newry, Northern Ireland. Um, they now, I believe, have four of the five major banks in Canada. I was going to say, I think term. if
0: anybody's listening from a bank, they've yeah, probably heard, them they probably heard
1: of them. They've probably heard of them the long term. I, I You know, they are, they, they've acquired Canadian businesses now. They've, expanded throughout the uh, United States as well but but Canada Toronto wasn't their I their beachhead into North America right. um, and we've, we've they are very self-sufficient but we do work with them um, and we've a good working relationship with first so we both back in their headquarters in Newry and their Belfast office uh, but they have I think when the last count maybe 200 people across the banks currently in Toronto, plus 80 people out in in their technology hub and port credit. Um, So it's a really phenomenal story of, of, you know, a company from Nuri, uh, which is a small small market town, a city, um, you know, on the border uh, between the the north and the south in in Ireland. Another great example of a company that are really doing impressive things in, in Canada recently, one of our larger firms again from Northern Ireland is Canos um, who traditionally would have played more in maybe the you know digital services digital transformation space for government but I've expanded now into financial services are growing a Toronto hub uh, they're well established in the US now but their Toronto team are going from strength to strength. Uh, Fintru, another uh, Northern Irish company, who are starting to expand their presence here in Canada, and then Dotactics and, and RegTik, who are two of our smaller indigenous firms, who are not quite there in terms of clients, but are doing some really great work and are getting themselves, um, I suppose, into the ecosystem here through yourselves, yeah. through ourselves and through other partners to bring their technology solutions and start to like look at the opportunities to, to to do business but i think from a real just an example of a success story over the years you've got to go back to that first derivative and they would be you know someone that i think a lot of other firms from from across ireland and across the uk actually could probably look yeah. to and and, and and you know watch that success and how they grew
0: i think it's interesting to note there what you said about um they don't necessarily come from a, so, so some of these firms don't necessarily come from a financial services background They have their roots somewhere else but a lot now of technologies can quite easily cross over from how you manage risks and controls or audits in uh, food and beverage manufacturing or something like that there is a lot of similarity to the process in the way that the banks operate and so switching from one type of industry into financial services isn't such a great leap now technology really is enabling that Paul, oh, I, do, I don't know if you wanna add anything on in terms yeah. of growth that you saw. You, you kind of alluded to this in, in your opening when you talked about your time in financial services.
2: I think that you know when we look at the reg techs, for me anyways, it's often the founder, the senior executives, mm-hmm. the senior leadership within the tech companies who by and large, uh, the individuals, the, the ladies and the gentlemen with these in these roles, they come out of banking and financial services and often you know, they've had a decade or more uh, of firsthand experience. And then they, there's something about the innovation or the entrepreneurial spirit that just moves them in a way that they wanna go out and try something. So I think from my vantage point, when we look at uh, how we as an association are, are enabling and supporting the organizations, I mean, one is a neutral not-for-profit. Um, we don't have a hidden agenda. We're not looking to any of these firms we've represented. It's not that we're endorsing them uh, by name, but it's simply a community. And I think that's what we're supposed to do here, which is to create an open community in which all members um, can have visibility. I know we often say that regulatory compliance is not really a competitive differentiator, right? It's not an area where firms are gonna try
0: to compete head on and spend more money than they need to. Right, I think it's, um, I I said this before, I think there's interesting comments from both of you, which is really around uh, learning from one another and the value of somebody that's done it, whether it's here or Northern Ireland or over in Europe, there is a lot of value to working with companies that have done it and that have proven some success that then enables them to help other organizations. Well, thank you, Paul. And Michael for all of your words and I hope that everybody here enjoyed listening to our CRTA RegTech Roundup podcast. If you can please leave us a comment or provide a rating with Spotify, Apple Podcasts or whatever your preferred platform is and please do think to recommend this to your friends and colleagues. On behalf of Michael, Paul and myself, Matt Fowler, I'd like to thank you for joining us today.